Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Welcome to the following on podcast. Uh, we're back. Um, I'm John Norman. Steve Harmerson uh, is alongside me. We're going to be looking back at all the action here at Lords. It's such a picture. Beautiful conditions here. They could still be playing now, actually, and England would still be making hay. Uh, it's been a one-sided day. Uh, we're going to be looking back at all of it here on following on. Okay, so if you're listening to the show by now then you no doubt know that Ireland were asked to bat first. It's uh, not what they would have wanted. Uh, It was dank, it was cloudy, it was cold, it was windy. And essentially, uh, they wanted to have a bowl, but they didn't. They had a bat and uh, we thought they might be bowled out for less than 26 at one stage. 19 for four when Paul Sterling was given out leg before wicket first ball. Uh, Thankfully for all of those that made the journey here, a journey that was not made any easier by the striking train drivers, but power to the people and all that. Uh, Sterling overturned that on-field call, which would have meant Stuart Broad was on another hat-trick. Uh, he had picked up two wickets and three balls, though. Um, and alongside McCollum, the two put on, uh, what, 45 for the fourth wicket. Uh, Riches indeed. Four wickets, though, falling before lunch. Three falling after it. And the Ireland innings wrapped up shortly after tea. Uh, bowled out for 172 with Stuart Broad on the honours ball, 5 for 51. Uh, England then came out to bat in beautiful sunny conditions. And Zach Crawley had a little bit of luck along the way. He was uh, the only man out for 56. Uh, he uh, French cut past his own stumps three times for four. And uh, alongside Ben Duckett, the two putting on 109 for the first wicket. Duckett unbeaten at stumps on 60. Ollie Pope. Unbeaten at stumps on 29. I joked on Talk Sport when England came out to bat, they'd look to be up where Ireland were. Well, they uh, came within 20. 152 for one at stumps after just 25 overs. But we're not surprised by such things anymore. Anyway, plenty to discuss here on the following on podcast uh, with myself, John Norman, and Steve Harmison. 
Story of the day. Okay, Harmy. Well, I struggled to think of a more dominating day uh, from England anyway uh, on the occasion of the first day of the first test of an English summer than what we've had today. But we kind of expected it, didn't we? Such is England's rich form uh, and the fact that, let's be honest, Ireland just do not play this form of the game nearly enough to, I'm not going to say warrant a test at Lords because that isn't what I believe, but essentially they're being set up to fail. If you don't play four-day cricket, how are you supposed to play five-day cricket at Lords against England? Yeah, it, it's it's weird. It's it's uh, you want. I've said on breakfast this morning. It's great for cricket in this region that Ireland play Test match cricket, um, and because of that, you want to be a better contest. Ireland have got they've got one eye on uh, Harari. You know we can't get away from that. The fifty over World Cup they're going for. That's why Josh Little's not playing. They're my best bowler. Um, and you look at what's been dished up today and there'll be people out there and I think they would have a point if they said, why on earth are we playing Ireland? But I think there's a bigger picture here and I think the bigger picture for the game. Um, you can understand why England haven't played their full ball attack because they need to keep them for, for, for Australia. Um, I don't think England had to work too hard. I think England have carried on where they've left off in the last 12 months. I don't think they were put under any pressure with the ball. It was a great toss for Ben to win. Ben Stokes to win, England captain, win the toss. No hesitation to bowl first. I thought England bowled fantastically well. Um, Stuart Broad, well, if they were looking to potentially leave him out for the first Ashes test and you know, other experts and like myself have said, I think it's going to be Anderson, Robinson and Wood for the first test match. There was never going to be any surprise that Stuart was going to get five wickets and he was going to get any honours board because that's what Stuart does. So because of that, look, it's it's been one of them days where it was always going to be England dominant um, and Ireland did look a, a sort of different class, you know, from the lower rungs of, of international cricket. Um, but there was a huge amount of positives for me from England in that front you still got to score the runs. you still got to put the bad ball away. you still got to put the ball consistently in the right area and ask questions. And I look at someone like Matt Potts, who, who got two wickets in his first bowl. He didn't get a wicket, but he bowled beautifully against better players. He probably would have gotten a lot more joy. And I'm sure we'll come on to Josh Tung in a minute about his debut, but he will bowl worse and he will play more test matches. No doubt whatsoever. He will bowl worse in his test career and will get three or four wickets. So he was unlucky not to get you know, any wickets are to get his first test wicket at all. So I think all in all, it's a deal we expected. It's a deal England didn't work hard. And it's a deal that probably will make make sure that this test match might finish in, could possibly finish in two days. Well, when Ireland were 19 for four, um, it did look like it might finish in two days. And I just wonder, they weren't, I mean, Paul Sterling overturned that leg before decision. Um, I just wonder whether in choosing to operate Josh Tong in the way that Ben Stokes did, that gave us every indication about why he's playing. You know, it was way too early in the match and England were way too dominant and there was far too much going on out there for short pitch bowling to be the order of the day, you know, but short pitch bowling is what we got in the first session and he didn't take a wicket. 
But then I'm not sure that Ben Stokes was really intending him to take a wicket. I mean, obviously he could have taken a wicket, but essentially he just wanted to see how fast and how hostile and whether Tom could bowl toward her. That's how I kind of saw it. And it kind of made his selection over Chris Wokes immediately make sense. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And I think because of the way England have played over the course of the last 12 months, it seems that when they pick a side, it's not a side that, it's not a side that fits all. It's, this is how we're going to, this is how we've identified how we are going to make this game go our way over the course of five days. And because of that, whether it's a, an experienced batsman in the middle order, an explosive batsman at the top of the order, Johnny Bairstow coming in to take the gloves because we need more firepower down below, a, a bouncer bowler because we're going to, we're going to go, we feel as though the opposition come vulnerable under the short ball. These bowlers, these players get picked for like horses for course of selection to fit a role in a specific role in a team that England need at this minute in time. And I think because of that, I think that's why you, it was a no brainer. The more and more I thought about it to in the cricket collective um, and the county cricketer this week, Josh, Josh Chung had to play. There was no question he had to play whatsoever because we had to see what he's got. And I think there are going to be times when either Mark Wood needs a rest or potentially England are behind in the series that England might have to go with two quicks, two out-and-out quicks, a skiddy one and a bouncy one against Australia. And somewhere like Old Trafford fits the bill. Um, And Ben needed to see what he's got. And I think it was made made mention on commentary that Ben Stokes will not have seen a great deal of Josh Tum. Not many people had seen a great deal of Josh Tum. So because of that, we needed to see him. And I think now the public, the wider public, are very impressed with what we've got. We've got somebody who can bowl not as quick as Mark or Jofra, but in that Ollie Stone bracket pace-wise, Bryden Cars bracket pace-wise, just a level above uh, Matt Potts. But he's got aggression. He bowls from a tall release point. He hits the pitch hard. And that's something we haven't had. We haven't got and we haven't had for a while. So it just for me, it was it was so um, pleasing to see a bowler who was different to everybody else, who could do a different job than everybody else. And it was a tick in the box going forward for me, for the England selectors as well. So good on him. One of the uh, big differences between Ben Stokes and Joe Root, and there have been quite a few big differences, is the way he's used Jack Leach. And I thought, again, today you saw the Ben Stokes effect. Jack Leach is bowling inside the first hour. You know, that very rarely happens. Um, and not only was he bowling inside the first hour, he was bowling, you know, inside the f- a first hour where Seema dominated and wickets had been tumbling, you know. And essentially, again, it seemed to me that Stokes knows that Jack Leach is going to have to come on and bowl against batters that want to dominate him. We've seen that happen in Australia against the same bowler. We know what the Australians are like. And essentially, whilst it's difficult to compare the Irish middle order with the Australia's top or middle order, he set aggressive fields. He left a lot of space on the leg side and essentially was tempting the batters to sweep. And Jack Leach took two wickets. And Paul Sterling is a good batter. And so is Lorcan Tucker. So, you know, these aren't. You know, it's not completely silly to to suggest as much. But again, it just seemed to me that Ben Stokes wanted to see 
how Jack Leach was going to operate in a manner that you expect he's going to have to operate come the Ashes. Yeah, and again, it, it's something that we've said so many times about the captaincy of, of Ben Stokes. I thought he had a really good day today, not because he won the toss. I thought his bowling changes were excellent. I thought some of his field positions were spot on, angles as well, you know, and, and the catching, you know, then that's not Ben Stokes, but he had the catches in the right place and they took the catch catches, you know, very, very well. And again, when you look at Leach, you you say how Ben looks after Jack compared to what Joe did. But all Joe was doing was what everybody else was doing the time before him, the time before him. This is the cricket where nobody realised that cricket could be played in this way until Ben Stokes decided that he was going to completely rip up the captaincy manual, the coaching manual, the game game strategy manual and go, right, we're going to do it this way, which nobody ever, nobody's even thought about doing, ever. And he's another tick in the box in that sort of positivity direction because of how he's used Jack Leach, the field settings that he's had. It's not just the field settings that he's got. It's the fielders in position, which faster fielders are out on a boundary to cut angles off to make sure that they're always constantly under pressure. It's not a case of... A man's on the boundary on one side and he just comes up and he comes in because you're the left and right in combination. He he, he does the journey. We, we, we've seen John in New Zealand. You know, when Jack Leach was on the field, he was in the, the, he, the, the, the sort of worst fielder that England had. He was in the place where the worst fielder should be. And he ran miles, absolute miles did Jack. And that's just an example of Ben when he comes to setting fields. He has the right people and the right places on the right angles for the for the right type of bowling that's on show, and I think largely down to the fact that that helps the, the bowler feel confident of letting go of the ball in an area he wants to let it go in. And the biggest beneficiary from this whole new regime change is Jack Leach. Let's talk a bit about Johnny Bairstow. I was asked a question on Talk Sport by uh, Paul Hawksby about how he was lining up today, and you know that's a big decision that's been made. And uh, you know I replied that it's it's. We're going to find out, essentially. It's impossible to really make a call on one session. Um, took a couple of catches. One, uh, the easiest catch you're ever going to take, um, which was when Sterling was out, caught behind on the sweep, ball just looped up. Uh, he took another regulation catch. There was one minor moment, I suppose. I'm not sure if you saw it, but it was uh, an edge from... Uh, it was an outside edge. Essentially, the ball, it wasn't a catchable, uh, catchable height. It just dropped... Um, and it bisected Root at first slip and Bairstow at wicket. And basically, Bairstow would shake to go to his left. The ball took the outside edge and deflected off Joe Root's hand and away for four. It, it did go quite close to Root. But apart from that, I mean, it's it's difficult really to make any any kind of comment on Bairstow uh, in terms of keeping the gloves. But I suppose it's one that we're just going to keep an eye on. Yeah, it's always going to be kept an eye on because it's such a... It was such a delicate subject. It was such a tough decision. Um, and there's a lot of camp spokes and a lot of camp Bairstow. The right decision's been made for me, and I will have, I've, I've been consistent with my messaging for two years. He's not as good a keeper as Ben Folks. He never will be. Never will be. But when Johnny Bairstow walks out at number seven against tired bowlers and gets 70 off 50 balls or 100 off 100 balls, it takes a game away from the opposition, then Ben Folks can't do that. And I think that, for me, far outweighs the, the, the selection that 
was best though over folks. Folks had done nothing wrong. Arguably the unluckiest cricketer in England because of the decisions that's been made. But unfortunately, we live in a professional world. We make professional decisions. We make tough decisions. And Ben and Brendan have not shied away from making a tough decision. And I think the right decision was made. Um, listening to McCollum at lunchtime on TV today, it was a brilliant interview, fantastic interview, and the reasons why. Um, and he's saying Ben Folks will come again and come back to what I said about five minutes ago, talking about having people for specific roles in the team for specific test matches against opposition surfaces. Ben Folks will play for England again. He'll go to the car- uh, the He'll go to the, the subcontinent. He'll be keeper in India. I've got, I, I, I'm sure he will. Um, and one of the batters possibly will miss out and Johnny will bat that little bit higher to get an all-rounder in the team. So I think that's why this team is so good, so flexible. Um, and they're not looking at one team fits all. It's a team that is best suited to win a specific test match, a specific test series. And at the minute, the England cricket team need a, a number seven who can score you know, hundreds and Johnny Johnny can do that. And that's why little misdemeanours with the gloves, as long as they're not costing ridiculous amounts of runs as in dropping catches, then I think the odd buy here or there will be tolerated because of what Besto brings and the aura he brings when he bats and he comes to the crease. It was a tough day for Ireland. You know, they batted in the worst of the conditions and they bowled in the worst of the conditions. <laughs> You know, Paul Sterling, um, McCollum, and also uh, Campher, Curtis Campher, all reached 30. There were there were starts in and amongst it. Harry Tector will probably be the most disappointed uh, alongside the captain, Andy Barberni, in the manner of their dismissals. But um, from a bowling perspective, you know, when you look through the four, um, you know, is there, is there anything that Ireland can take from today? Not really. I thought... I thought McCollum stood up at the top of the order where he bat over 90 balls. He played and missed. I thought England bowled beautifully in that first session. I really did. They could have bowled them. They could have bowled Ireland out in the first session. I thought Potts bowled fantastically well. If anything, if I want to be really, I mean, I mean, really being picky here for Matt, Matthew, possibly a touch wide, but against good players, against if he, if he plays in the ashes, and he bowls a bit straighter to the likes of Smith, Labashi, and Head. He'll get, he'll get, he'll get hit. He, he'll concede runs. So uh, that was the only thing I could think of because he was playing against bowl, batters who are not quite as good, who are going to play and miss a hell of a lot because you put the ball and you move the ball laterally in good areas. You potentially have to come a little bit straighter. But I, if I said that to him, it would be said in in a in a way which is not anything negative because. I thought he bowled very, very well. Um, and I thought Josh Tung bowled very, very well. And, you know, Brendan McCullum kept, keeps saying, and he keeps saying, the captain writes his own scripts. The captain writes his own scripts. The favourite saying of McCullum about Stokes. Well, one person that does write his own scripts, and it seems to come when people are writing them off, and that's Stuart Broad, because his opening spell was excellent. It was exactly what you want. If I'm being ultra cricket critical of, of Potts and saying he could have bowled a touch wider, you know, against good players, top players, Broad will bowl the lines and lengths, Potts bowled. And against players who are not as good, Stuart bowled that little bit straighter, that little bit fuller and said, right, if you want to drive me, if you want to come at me, come at me. 
But if your technique's not good enough on a sloping loads ground where you fall over one bit or you lean back at, at, at the other end, um, he mastered the conditions perfectly. And yeah, you know, that's why he's a champion. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. What is going to happen tomorrow? OK, Harmi, it's very difficult to see any other way that this match is going to pan out other than England batting for at least two sessions and uh, then putting Ireland in and rolling them over at some points late on day two or at the start of day three. I mean, maybe they'll bat on a little longer than I'm suggesting, but they're already pretty much there. By the time they're three under the head, which will probably be T, there, there's no real reason to continue batting. You, you'd think. Um, can can you can you put forward? Well, I'm not even asking you to put forward an argument to counter that. Is that is that how you see it going? Yeah, I think England will have won. I think Baron Baron Root and Brook or Root and Hope going and getting double hundreds. I think England will want to bat their top seven in the middle. And the minute Johnny's out, or the minute Ben's out, they'll walk off and put Ireland back in. That's that's if they go to the level that you're talking to. So even they might bat the whole deer. They might bat the whole deer because you know Root's got hundred, Brooks got hundred. You know Stokes and Bairstow haven't had a bat. They haven't played a lot of cricket when it comes to it. So I envisage all top, all of the top seven getting a good chance to have a hit in the middle at Lords, and the minute. You know, 
Stokes comes in with the bowlers or Bairstow is out when he's in with the bowlers, then I think in, then it'll de- they'll declare and say to the England bowlers, right, have another go. And hopefully Josh Tunk can get on the board his first test wicket and um, be rewarded for, for what was, I thought, a fantastic debut. I think this kid's got huge future. We said that, we've said that for a few years now. And we all know his story. Um, and hopefully, we've seen him this morning, Jimmy Anderson giving him his cap, you know, standing aside the field with his, his partner and his little one. Um, proud dad. And I thought he did himself very, very proud. And I was really, really pleased for the boy today. Fingers crossed he gets some wickets in the second innings. And that would cap off for me, not only the perfect performance, perfect selection, but a positive way to go into what would be a you know, a big six weeks, six and a half weeks for the Ashes. Do you think that we might see a batter retired out tomorrow? No, no. I, 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 I think if 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 they did, I think it would be the first time I really go hard against this current regime. If that happened, that would be going too far. That would go too far. I really would. If somebody walked off, hundred not hundred not out, I think that's pushing the boundaries to disrespect the game. No problem in warm up games, none whatsoever. But when you're playing a test match, this is a test match. You know, so whatever if you if you don't think the level of opposition is good enough, if you don't think X, Y, and Z, no. You, you if a player wants to get out, he chips on up in the air and he walks off. If somebody retires himself out tomorrow, I think that would cause a lot of problems for the England cricket team. And do you know what? I don't even think it would even contemplate at Ben Stokes. I think he's got too much respect for the game to have anybody retire out. So I think the game's going to be played properly, fairly. Um, and if somebody goes and gets 250, so be it. We'll be here for four days. Brilliant stuff. Harmy, uh, we'll be back after day two and hopefully day three as well. I think that's what we need. We want to see a little bit of bit of cricket here at Lords. It was a decent crowd today in the end. Um, mm. More trade strike, strikes tomorrow. So we'll see what happens on Friday. But uh, for now, thanks for listening. To us here on the following on podcast. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.